Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast, brought to you by AmpCoil. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on this show, we discuss the common thread survivors share after walking through the fire, the practitioners making a difference, and the treatment modalities that deliver healing back into the hands of the people who need it most. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes. Because part of being human is being beautifully broken. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm so honored you're here with a very special guest. We have Caitlin Beecher for episode 71. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Freddie. Pleasure to be here. So excited to have this conversation with you. So I just want to cue the audience in a little bit about what you do. You are, you're a female biohacker. You know, you use technology and supplements and education and outside of the box modalities to upgrade your vibration, upgrade your wellness. And, and you've had some, some health challenges and some, well, let's call them some heavy emotional challenges in the past or, or currently to, to work through. That's, that's true. Wouldn't it be? That's absolutely true. I've had quite a journey of my own. And I think that ends up being somewhat of a, a great connection point in the type of work that I do and uh, that we also share together. I would agree. I would agree. And and Caitlin also works at, at AmpCoil. You know, we both work with AmpCoil, which is a system that works with the energetic body and uses pulse electromagnetic field and frequency and bioresonance to create a shift in the body. So we both we both hold that in common. And really what I wanted to do here today was kind of like a co-piloting episode. You know, sometimes I'll bring on a, a bestie who we share common interests. We sort of talk through things that are topical going on in the news. Obviously, we're in the middle of a world pandemic. And it looked as though I'm in, I'm in Reading, Connecticut. Caitlin's in Carmel in California. And it looked as though like a month ago that everything was sort of we're sorted winding down. We're having some reopenings. And while I'm experiencing Connecticut, I'm having gyms are open. The mall is open. The Apple store is open. Our numbers are crashing through the floor. You're having a different experience in California. That's true. Very much so. I mean, we're having the soft opening of things and everything started to feel like it was going back to normal. I think I even went out to dinner with friends. And now, you know, you walk into the gym and you have to wear a face mask the whole time, whereas before you didn't. And just these little things are starting to creep back in again. And what's it looking like? What's it looking like for the fall? Has there been anything hinted in the news? What's California's trajectory as far as their path with the coronavirus? Right now, it feels like our path was that we were opening. And now it feels that there is definitely a lot more fear surrounding all of this. And, you know, the projection of what school life is going to look like for children is starting to change. And there's just a lot of uncertainty, you know, wondering if they're going to close down state borders, things like that. We're just not real clear on any of it. And you've got you've got some little some little dudes, right? You're you're a den mother. <laughs> I am. I have a, a almost eight-year-old boy and an almost five-year-old daughter. And what's that been like to quarantine through this pandemic with 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 children and, and a single mom? It's like herding cats that you've just dipped in a bathtub. It's <laughs> not not something that I would um, say is an enjoyable experience, but definitely has allowed everybody new ways of figuring life out and challenging times and uh, creativity for sure. But patience. 
Yeah, I would agree. And what are, can, can we just, yeah, let's just wax intellectual. So what are some of the tools that are getting you through this pandemic with your sanity right now? Time alone. That, that has been my biggest tool, taking myself on a hike, uh, getting out in nature, pulling the kids out in nature, even when they really just want to be on um, electronics and things like that. Um, trying to schedule social activity, whether it be virtual or in person. Self-care. I mean, that's it. A lot of baths, a lot of Epsom salts. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> some of the calming calming tools that we have, journeys on amp coil, um, L-theanine, you know, just every tool that I have in my toolbox, I'm pulling out at this time. Yeah. And what, can can you go into the L-theanine a little bit for our listeners, just for for people who don't know how that's going to work on the positive effects in the brain? Yeah. So, I mean, I use L-theanine. Um, just sometimes I go between GABA, which is another calming neurotransmitter, L-theanine being um, the, I believe it's it's the precursor to GABA. And I just find that it's a very calming, relaxing neurotransmitter or, or amino acid, I should say. It helps a lot with myself. It helps with children. Can be a little less um, intense than just giving somebody GABA, which would be the more broken down form. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I have a, um, speaking of this time, you know, for me, Corona has been what it's meant for me is bad sleep. That's, that's been the biggest driver. And for whatever layers of healing you want to go into, you know, I say, Oh, how unfortunate that I'm getting bad sleep, right? You know, how unfortunate that I'm laying down at night and there's this under undercurrent of stress that I, there's so much energy pulsing through my body at times where I feel like, is there a washing machine on downstairs? Has someone left like, you know, did someone start the dishwasher? Because I feel like a pulse in my body when I'm laying there. And there's there's no, the idea, the entertainment of sleep is like a distant, distant cousin. It's like a no way thing. And like I said, I was looking at it like how unfortunate. And then in the last two weeks, something shifted. Whereas the lack of sleep has made me so tired and so it's hurt me so bad that there was a layer pulled back of like emotional vulnerability. And in the last two weeks, I've had all this really last three weeks, trauma pouring out of my body, which I've never been in a big emotional release person. I call it scrying. It's like a scream and a cry at the same time where I'll just kind of, you know, pull my car over and just release, release, release. And I'm thankful for that because when I do, I can almost name it, you know, and for me being able to name, I'm like, you know, my body not wanting to sleep, I was brought to a place of fatigue, the emotions came out, and I was able to name the fact that I don't feel safe. You know, for me, that's what it's brought up. I'm like, uh, there's, a, and, and that goes be now Corona, um, the world pandemic is bringing that up. But what happened is my core wound, you know, what happened in my childhood, that I don't feel safe, what's allowed this belief system to come to the surface. So Again, I'm like in a really long roundabout answer. I'm thankful for it, what it's brought up, what it's done for me. And now I can, you know, I can name it. I can process it. So now I know, you know, for me, what's been helpful has been using journeys like the organ album on Amp Coil and giving myself three to four minutes on liver and kidney, which I know from my five elements of Chinese acupuncture that the liver and the kidney can create dampness in the system and it and it allows the fire of the heart to swell and when we complement those organs people tend to sleep through the night better so it was a good aha moment and then like you said like i've been using a liposomal form of gaba 
which is the neurotransmitter from Quicksilver Scientific with CBD. And I think with theanine, it's like a cocktail of like four different blends, but that seems to help ready the body for sleep as well as a little, a little grounding, like you said, being outdoors. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually use that exact same formula. I, I very much love Chris Shade's formula with Quicksilver Scientific, his, his CBDs. I mean, they come in different formulas too, which is really nice. They have a sleep formula. Amazing. I mean, those are the, as far as, as things to help you, as tools to help you through, I think that's a great product. But I, I really want to agree and just kind of reflect on what you said about how this is bringing up so much, um, so much emotion that it's in a place where you can't ignore it anymore. There's no avoidance of it. So we're all at this very short fuse space in our life where it's either you're going to keep on just going off the deep end or you're going to go, okay, wow, here's my lesson. Am I going to stop and finally pay attention to it? Am I going to feel it? You know, for me, it's been using amp coil, doing more cleanses. I'm like, I'm here, I'm ready. I want to feel it. I want to get this stuff moving through my body and open up those channels. And um, it's brought up a lot. And I think that this is just such a great incubation period uh, while we're all stuck. And that feeling of being where we are right now, where there, there is no escape from, from that space um, until you actually just sit with it and really label it. I like that you said that. Yeah. Name it, give it a name so I can identify it and I can work with it. You know, at least yeah. I know what the colors are that I'm painting with. What's been one of the things that, that, that's come up for you on an emotional, um, an emotional spiritual plane that, that have been, you know, again, we'll say pull back the veil on or made more clear in this time of a global shutdown. Oh, so, so much. Um, I mean, there's a lot I, I could go into and then I'll, <laughs> some of it that I'll just back up and I'll go into the, the big ones, which is um, the avoidance of my emotions. I've always felt I've been so good at labeling them. I've, I've taught my kids, you know, where is it in your body? What are you feeling? How can we express it? But then realizing, you know, with the most difficult relationships and areas of my own life, I stuff them down and stuff them down. And then this period of time, I've had to really reach out and figure out how can I, how can I not stuff these and find a productive way of managing and actually working through emotions because I'm teaching my kids through myself also. Um, so how can I be effectively telling them, let's talk about your emotions. Uh, mom's going to stuff hers though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you made any other really deep discoveries in this time of COVID, which have been, you know, for myself, it's like, I, I did get caught up in how painful the collective hurt was, whether it's the global pandemic, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's inequality, whether it's the um, the taking away of some of our rights or liberties. Um, across the board, it's been, oh my goodness, look at all these stumbling blocks or roadblocks or challenges, whatever you want to call them, that we're faced with in this time. And for a little while, I just, it was like too much to feel. It was just, I'm just feeling pain. But I would say in the last week, I've been able to, again, step back, you know, the core, I don't feel safe and and going to make a plan to process some of those things and beautiful birds in the background here. And then, um, I know nature, nature is always like, dude, don't get too in yourself. Don't get too in yourself because it's really not about you. Just breathe, <laughs> be human. Stop trying to analyze everything. Um, I feel like, yep, I, I hear it. I hear you loud and clear. So, so what is, what's come up for you is some of the, some of the deeper things on the, again, this, this emotional plane, personal things that have been brought forward from the pandemic. I, I would agree with you on the, um, 
the global pain and feeling it and, and also trying to distinguish what's mine and what is the collective because you're feeling so much. And that's what it sounds like you're experiencing when you're trying to sleep or just feeling so many different things. And, and really, I think a very hard portion of that has been what is, what is it in, in my own stuff that I'm trying to dig through? And what is it that I'm just feeling collectively, which is lack, lack of freedom, loss of freedom. It's um, oppression and um, feeling that things are unjust. Those are some of the core, core things that come up for me. And just trying to sort out for myself, how can I start small? Where on myself can I start to open up those channels in my own life? And, and know that we're all adding to the collective as we work on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a, I did a solo version of this episode and I, and I, I, you know, tried to sum up like what I wanted to say, what I wanted to work through for myself this morning. Sometimes I'll just hit record and it always presents, Freddie, you stop looking to heal or save the world. I like about the savior complex a while ago, probably like two years ago. And I remember feeling that way. I'm like, I need to let everybody know that dairy is so bad. And, and, and just kind of, you know, listen, everybody's got to learn the lessons, the individual lessons. Um, but it just kept getting more internal, more internal. And, and then now it resonates as you've got to heal yourself. You've got to heal your own. When you look at someone and you're annoyed or frustrated, what is that mirroring to you? Heal yourself, heal the world, which just keeps coming again and again. Because here's the thing. I have immediate action on that. I have immediate control. I can do something in this moment. I don't have to wait for policy, procedure, the next election. It's like I can do it today. And I think that's what's really empowering about it. To me, that's what all of this is about, really. As I'm hearing you and more, more things are opening up for me, it's, it's that small step. It's looking at ourselves. And it's also when I'm speaking about the tough relationships and me stuffing emotions and all of those types of things, I have to really step back. And I think this is something um, that could be beneficial for everyone is, is just stepping back and staying in your own lane. What is it about this person? Why am I feeling so triggered by him? All the people that we feel are handling the situation wrong in the world. What is it within ourselves that's being mirrored or um, questioned? And that's what can be so frustrating at the same time is there's a lot of blame and a lot of shift. And you just kind of, you know, from your stance being like, hey, can we all just take a look at ourselves? Um, And that's, you know, that that alone can be really frustrating, uh, knowing that we can't change anybody. Yeah. Yeah, really. And truly, it's got to be that person. And and without and, and, and if we want to think the other way, if you, you know, you're if you think you're going to force someone, if you think you're going to shame somebody into change or a shift in beliefs, that's a war that I mean, that's what civil war is, right? You know, and, and I and I, I don't, I don't say it lightly. I mean, I, I see that as a total possibility in our in, you know, in, in the current country, I look at the country, and I look at the madness, and I look at the I've said this before on other episodes, the lack of leadership, you know, the lack of leadership and, and just, you know, the disgust and shame. I have shame around our country's behavior and the political ring. It's like, you know, whether it's not and it's not about the belief system or the policy. It's the it's the total lack of leadership that is so discouraging that we we're finding ourselves now. It's like, Okay, we got to do a little bit of leading from the back. And again, it's like the savior or the saving grace is to go internal and to try to find an action step there. At least at least that's what I come up with. Yeah, and when we speak about leadership, that brings something up for me too. It's well, what is right leadership? 
You know, there's so many different opinions on how things should be led and, and our examples of how things have been led. There's something wrong, you know, quote unquote wrong with nearly everything. And so maybe it's that this is the time where leadership shifts perspective and it becomes more of, uh, you know, this is what I would love to see more of uh, a group, a group effort in making leadership feel more of a community effort rather than uh, one leader making decisions and it feeling I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's you're right. It's like, there's a, there's a, well, here's what, when you're saying making it meal, making it feel more like a community mission. Like I have a role in government, like my voice matters. Exactly. This is where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I, I, I get that. And I, and I don't always feel like my voice matters, even, even as a white American male. And I'm sure that the, the there's uh you know the my the minority of our country who especially feels like their voice doesn't matter or they're not represented and that's true you know that's something we have to actively be listening and fixing and working and supporting our the, the people of color around the country and level this playing field but I think also also we have to think about what what does it look like to move forward. Because if we live in the past, if we lived 300 years ago, education aside, we got to move forward from some point. And, and that's, a, that's where it gets really dicey is like, how do I agree? How do we agree on a place to move forward? What makes everybody feel good about our last, you know, however many hundred years is, is a country where all the horrible crap behavior and, and literally communities being decimated off the map? I mean, it's, it gets really, really complicated. So I think for me, that's where you need the leadership. That's where you need this spiritually enlightened being, intellectually enlightened being who knows politics, who knows structure, who knows how to put policy in place, which allows for growth, which allows for change in a, a body of government, which our forefathers really did do a good job of. If you look at the constitution, there was, you know, what a, what a brilliant, and listen, we've lasted this long. So we did something right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it all, it's also coming to this place where what worked then, yes, aspects of that could absolutely work now. But what we're also seeing is that the world is changing into a place of a more spiritual place, a more uh, emotionally, emotionally driven place where we're, we're really working and honoring those things. Um, it's starting to, in this next generation, it just feels like this is the place where we're going. So having leadership that also honors that and makes that somewhat of a priority, uh, whether that be more females in office or, um, yeah. Yeah. It certainly is. Our, our leadership bodies are filled with a, with a lot of old white men and, and I'm aware of that and you're aware of that. And I think that's something that that will change um, given this next election. But we'll just sit back and we'll see. And I think, again, you know, one of the most power thing, powerful things you can do is get out there and vote. You know, go, go do it. Do not sit and think your vote doesn't matter because that is what happened the last election where so many people just stayed home. You know, it was not a great voter turnout. And now we're, we're listen, we're getting what we called in. I always, I always affirm as much as I want to be like, I wish the last four years didn't happen from whatever my political views are. No, I do. I mean, listen, everything unfolded. We got a leader who is, lives in a state of conflict. And then we got a global pandemic, which shut us all down, made us stop. And then we took away sports and basketball and live entertainment. And now look at what we're stuck with. 
we're stuck with like this core feeling of what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And this examining and it's, there's just a lot of pain in that. So I think we've called it in, I, in, in a good way. Like we're, we're getting what we asked for as a, as a collective, even as a, as a society who voted. So, you know, here we are left with this. I mean, I want to bring it back a little bit to, um, I want to bring it back to solution based. You know, my vision for, for, and I haven't announced this yet, but season two of the Beautifully Broken podcast is going to be coming August 1st. I am deciding to do some changes after 70 episodes just because I want to, I don't want to keep chucking along at the same old, you know, that I set a, I set a goal. I set a list. I set a kind of a, a qualifier list for guests or stories I wanted to tell. And now I think I want that to shift. I want to bring in some of the things that are topical now. Like, look at the new world we are, as opposed to February 2019, when I started this, uh, you know, uh, more than a year later, and the world has just shifted so dramatically. And I really want to prioritize. I want to prioritize on, for me, it's essential living. It's like, you know, on the planet, I think us being pulled apart and put back together and how we... It's like the glue in between the wounds that is going to define us. And there, I think there's a shift. For me, this pause has been a shift in prioritization on what matters. It's essentials. It's chickens in the backyard. It's having access to grass in a river. It's having an amp coil at home. It's being able to manage my own health from the care of my own home and not going outside myself for you know, every single treatment and a modality and therapy under the sun. And we, 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 all of a sudden I feel the value of this more than ever. And I want to educate people on your health is your responsibility. You do not need access to great funds. You need to look at your prioritization. You need to look at the pyramid structure of your life and to build a firm base. If you don't have your health, if you don't have your vitality, you have nothing. You have nothing. Critical thinking. If your brain's full of mold and Lyme disease and uh, your, your, your pineal gland is all calcified and there's plaque, beta amyloid plaque in your brain, you're going to get the vibration, the quality of your being, what you're offering to the collective is diminished. So this is the time to upregulate. This is the time to listen to health optimization. This is a time to invest in tools for your wellness. And out of, out of, I think it's so important. You know, it's so important out of, you know, having discernment over how do I pick what's of great value, what maximizes my dollar, and how do I how do I build this for me and my family and my community? So I'm so excited about season two of the Beautifully Broken podcast with this new, a little bit of a new filter on it. Anything to add? I just love this new direction. Uh, you know that I support every single thing that you do. So or nearly every single thing you do. I'm sure that we have some areas of disagreement yeah the pee the drinking the drinking the drinking the drinking of your own urine which i've totally backed off that being said and i i've mentioned this in a few podcasts you know urine therapy I'm, i've messaged this gentleman who's an expert and he's you know ferments his own urine he cultivates it he's like a vinter he like has a year for each year anyways you know it does have beneficial effects for the immune system immune modulation but there are there are alternatives to drinking your own pee. I don't recommend everybody do it. Some people it's going to make um, it's it's going to gross you out. You're going to gag a little bit. But yes, yes. Except for the urine, we have a lot of the same core beliefs. <laughs> and you know, I just want to offer 
you know, I want to kind of, uh, as, as we, as we take a little pause here, we come into August, you know, the first week of August for the, for the next incarnation episode, you know, whatever it's going to be 72 season two. I want to ask people, what do you want to hear about? What do you, who do you want to hear from? What doctors, what topics? You know, I have some great, great people coming in on neuro optimization, brain health, Alzheimer's. Um, we're going to be talking about the sodium gated calcium channel, which is going to affect electrical sensitivity. We're going to talk about everything under the sun with really a targeted, how do you raise your vibration for the most effective cost investment? You know, I want it to be based around cost. So I don't, I really dream that this isn't cost prohibitive. I really do. And I think it all comes from a prioritization standpoint. You know, look at, you know, look at, look at how colleges are shifting. Look at how much money people, my generation, I have friends that are still paying off their student loans. They're in their forties. You know, they, they don't, all of them don't have jobs, you know, anymore. It's like, look at the amount of money you pay for the college experience as opposed to, let me give you a great example. If you had a passion for health, if you had a passion for health and you want to coach people towards wellness, go to the School of Applied Functional Medicine with Tracy Harrison. Call me about this school. It is so clear and the information is so next level. This is what you need. You could go to this school and build a career. You know, go get some entrepreneurial marketing assistance, but here's a great platform with an inspired human being that is giving people a system to help move people forward in their health. I mean, you, you're, you're, are you almost done with your, your first session one, Caitlin? I, I'm about halfway through, maybe a little bit less. Um, COVID, COVID shutdown definitely slowed down the role a little bit, but that's what's so nice about the school is they get it. They're real people that have lived this and experienced it and understand that this knowledge is something that you don't need to rush through. You can savor it. You can go backward and listen to it over and over again. There's always someone to help you. It's been just a mind-blowing experience. I've very much enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I really just, Tracy's energy resonates with me so much. She's such a strong human. She's a leader. She took, when, when someone wasn't presenting her with the good answers, she asked different questions and she went and got that shit on her own. So it, it just, you know, yes, yes to you, Tracy Harrison. I applaud you. I applaud your school. I love it. But, you know, reexamining the norms. Let's look at, you know, a lot of people that I talk to and you, you talk to as well. You know, we have people call in, you know, what is amp coil? What's frequency? What's magnetics? How does this help regulate my health? You know, and, and in short, we won't go into it. We've done amp coil episodes on here, but it works with the body's energetic systems. Downstream is a physical manifestation of the energetic body. So really, it's like a yoga practice. It's like brushing your teeth, but for the energetic systems of the body. And I find high value in that. My brain function has been off the hook. This is like three months of not sleeping. And my brain still feels like, you know, it's firing on, you know, 12 cylinders. That's, you know, that's, that's my take on it. But value. I want to go back to the why I said why I even brought up amp coils because people call in they're like is it a good fit you know is is it is it is it an investment yes it's an investment but I want everybody to look at what what's the car you're driving you know are you driving a forty five thousand dollar car that sits in your driveway ninety eight percent of its life could you do a baller used car for ten grand and repurpose money you know it's all about it's all about repurposing 
You know, think about, look at this time of COVID. I've got a storage unit with easily, Caitlin, my whole apartment from New York City is sitting in there. I haven't touched one thing in that storage unit and I don't need it. I don't need it. Anything in that box that I'm paying a monthly payment for, I pay $149. It brings me no joy. And I don't even know what's in there. I don't even want it. What does that speak to? I mean, it talks about priority. And I think that that's what's really been brought to the surface during this time of, of COVID and just shift in perspective. What is it that we really need to survive? Is it those chickens in the backyard? Is it, you know, living? Maybe it's that you don't want to live in the same way that you used to anymore. Had you not had this time to sit through it, you wouldn't have known because we'd always be distracting or working on making more and more money and income and, you know, that being a priority. And, you know, that is so, that's such a simple thing is looking at the fact that you have your things in storage. And I've done this too. You open up the storage unit and think, I just want to get rid of everything. I don't even, I don't need this stuff. Um, my health is the most important. Traveling, you know, when things actually open up again, maybe that's your priority and seeing more of the world and just enjoying what we, what we can do with our bodies in this lifetime. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's the body. It's for me, it's living pain free. I really want to work on diminishing joint pain. That is probably the one thing that's left over from my, my whole Lyme, you know, chemotherapy experience is that I've been left with a lot of pain. I have great days. It's definitely diminished. It's gone downhill. But when you have a flare, it's like, oof, you know, it's enough to put you back on the couch and be like, well, you know, I kind of, I can't travel. I can't do this. I can't go international. What if I wasn't with my, my tools and my thing? And I really want to, I really want to do some deep work. I'm on to some stuff. I'm on to some really, really cool science right now that's looking at long-term chronic pain and how we reverse that in the body. You know, if I ever had a foot traffic store, it would be called move pain free. Can you imagine? Moon pain free. I want that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you know what I find also too, when you're saying that is, you know, it's been, it's been such a thing a hardship for you and that you want to travel, you want to do these things and, and you're scared. There's a real fear around it, especially when we've been in this biohacking world or you found the exact formulation of supplements and, and to- tools and things like that that work for you. Um, and you, you may not be able to replicate it every day. Or if you go into this new environment, maybe there's a little more mold or mustiness in the air and you know, you're feeling a flare. And there's a lot of, there's some real fear around it. And what I have found for myself is that where, where is my core, where do I find my amount of joy from or the core space that I find joy in? And it's travel. And so while there was all this fear of, can I have all my things with me? I leapt into it and found that because of the amount of joy that I receive in the travel, the symptoms of, you know, the joint pain or the brain fog or whatever seem to dissipate. So if that's, if that's anything to you or to anybody that's listening, really tapping into what makes you, what brings you that joy that can be a pain reliever and um, symptom reducer in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's people. Like I love, I light up when I talk to people, whether it's the podcast, whether it's running an ambassador call for Amp Coil, whether it's a community call, whether it's a webinar, you know, it used to be in a theater. It used to be with, with a couple thousand people in the theater connecting and, and literally feeling. I'm like, I see Sandy, I see Greg, I see Tom, I, you know, and checking in before the show. And just know that that there is this visceral visceral connection. You know, it's literally each individual person you're meeting on this on this neurocognitive level as the audience aligns its magnetic field. Is is the two thousand people drop into a state of coherence and their heartbeats sync up 
and their magnetic fields amplify and feeling in that just, you know, perfect balance. I mean, what a charge that was. I mean, literally that thinking, thinking about that, think about Broadway being shut down to 2021. That makes my heart break a little bit. The absence of that. And like, like you were queuing up, where is your joy? So for me, it's like building that joy, letting go of the perfect diet, you know, living in a mold free environment. I'm like, I'm living in a house that's, I, I just, you know, total transparency, retested the place I'm living now. There's mold. I didn't run out. I didn't scream. Listen, I panicked for a minute and then I'm like, you know what? Brain's working great. I feel really good. I've got all the tools. I'm going to make a move at some point. I don't need to run out into the yard and sleep in a tent right now. If, if I was reacting to such, you know, triggers in a certain way, I would, you know, yesterday I ate, I ate, I never eat grains. You know, two days ago, I made like a huge like bowl of rice and then I ate, you know, Chipotle the next day with rice. And then I had, then I ordered corn chips and I was just like, you know what? If there's a little bit of achy soreness post corn chip, I'm okay. Cause those baked chips at Chipotle with the extra guac are amazing. Amazing. And that's a little state of joy. It, it is right there. There's your joy. See? And that's such a testament to the amount of work that you've done. You know, given a couple of years back, would you have been able to do that? No, it would have like knocked you down. And so, you know, I also want to kind of reflect too, in that a lot of people that listen or that call in, you know, to speak with us, they're maybe not in that space to be like, well, I'm just going to go eat chips because they make me really happy. It really just depends on where you've, where you've reached in your health journey. And you, I've watched you go through so much. This has been an amazing journey. And to see you eat corn chips just puts a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, and bacon and, and, you know, and, and some cheese. And although I might've overdone it with the cheese and, and my body's telling me that now, but it's like, you know, it is, it is, you've got to let go in the nervous system in contraction, telling you you're weak and in fear and can't digest anything is real. You will make it a real food trigger. You'll make it a real emotional trigger. You'll shut your body down by believing in that weakness. And, and, you know, to a certain degree, it's Bruce Lipton, the biology of belief. If you haven't read that book or watched a YouTube video on Bruce Lipton, you know, a cell, you, you will, based on your intention, you will turn that stem cell that could be anything in your body to a really healthy heart cell or a really weak heart cell or an osteoblast that goes into your bone and fortifies your bones and make them dense and hard. Or it's calcium that absorbs into the muscle body and you're achy and creaky and sore all the time. Your belief system, what you see your body coming into being, what you breathe every single day what you wake up and manifest in your little journal next to your bed. What do you want to be? What do you believe you are? It's so powerful. And it's something that we, I think, I theorize, because there's so much information coming at us through our phones primarily. Um, if you still watch television, I hope you don't. It, it, it's, we're bombarded. And there is no room for that sometimes. Well, Listen, I'm going to close it down. I invite everybody to just ramp your calendars for the first week in August for season two. I am going to be experimenting with a bunch of biohacks in this time off. Neuro-optimizers, new technology, new software, some oxygen therapy, you know, you name it. 
we're going to do a web web episode about it. We're going to we're going to decide its efficacy and see if it's a good thing to entertain or or maybe it's not. But if you have something that you want to hear about, if you have a guest, if you have a doctor, if you have a specialist, if you know about a new test for Lyme disease, write into freddysetgo.com. There's a contact page, write me and we'll get them on the episode. If you want to do a one-on-one coaching, go to freddysetgo.com and book a free consultation. We'll get on and talk. I do this twice a week. People book me from New Zealand, Spain, Israel, wherever, and we just get on and talk. Doesn't they don't always go into a coaching relationship where I I you know put them under contract and take money. Sometimes we just talk about their wellness and I give them a direction. I do that for free every single week. So there's always slots open for that. So I invite you to do that. Kaylin, what's your invitation to the audience in the world? Oh, that's a that's a big one. Uh, my invitation to the audience in the world would be uh, to put yourself first. Start there. That's that's where I'm at in my life. So if I'm working on that for myself. I would love to see it with other people as well. It seems to be what really makes a shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put yourself first. Love yourself unconditionally. Fill your container with love. And when you're pushed, that's what's going to spill out. Love as opposed exactly. to hate and fear and racism. And racism. As racism. But well, yeah. thank you for being my co-pilot, Caitlin. I really appreciate you taking the time and the insight and entertaining while I motor off at times with lots and lots of talking like my brain will do. But I I really appreciate you holding space for me to do this episode. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. And you're a you're a a, a dear friend and just like a a, a kindred soul. And and again, I just thank you for being you. And I want to just just again, thank everybody for being here for this episode. This is a beautifully broken podcast. We're going to close it down. Namaste. Namaste. Ladies and gentlemen, you made it to the end of the podcast. Now, in a world where the average attention span is less than 10 seconds, we just spent almost an hour together. And I think this is the beginning of something really beautiful. Now, one way to support the podcast is to head over to freddysetgo.com and check out my newly launched page, Freddy's Faves, where I've linked every five-star product and healing modality you hear about on the show. Most offer significant discounts by clicking the link. And please know it doesn't cost you anything extra. And at the same time, they support the show through affiliation. So check out Freddy's Faves on freddysetgo.com. This episode of the Beautifully Broken Podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, Ampcoil, upgrading the vibrations of hearts, minds, and bodies all over the world. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Grabbing a download is like giving this virtual thumbs up that we're doing it right. And if you want to connect with me, shoot me a message on Instagram at freddysetgo.com or at freddysetgo. That's all for today. Our closing, our closing, the world is hurting. We need you at your very best. So take the steps today to always be upgrading whatever it takes to move the needle. Remember, while life is pain, putting those fractured pieces back together is a beautiful process. I'm your host. I love you. Namaste. Have a wonderful day. Mm